0: You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The neat thing about the way the church arranges our readings and the themes for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is they both focus on very different things. Christmas Eve focuses us on that nativity scene that you have set it at home. It looks at Mary and Joseph and the meek and mild Jesus, the, the little baby in a manger, the shepherds, and all of the, the idyllic scene that we read about last night. Christmas Day focuses on something else. It focuses on God's almighty power, that the Son of God is fully God with everything that you expect from God, and that all of that power, all of that might, all of the amazing things that God is can be seen there in a child. When it says, the Word became flesh. Today we're going to talk about that might by looking at Psalm 2, to understand how God uses his mighty power in the person of Jesus Christ. The psalm is an interesting one. It starts out with, Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against the anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. This is a psalm of coronation. It's a psalm that would be sung when the king is ascending to the throne the very first time. And it talks about all of the enemies of Israel in the Old Testament. That all the peoples around them are plotting against God's kingdom. And so God says, it says, Then he will speak, um, He who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. So God promises the king that he is to be the center of his work and power. That the king is the one who will be given power against these nations. And it continues, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. And you shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. The king's empowered by God to go out and destroy the nations with a rod of iron to shatter them. Merry Christmas, right? It's such a weird psalm to talk about on Christmas Day, isn't it? We talk about grace and mercy, but here, it's like destruction. Destruction against God's enemies. And we can see in this psalm a difficult thing for us. That all of humanity, we started out as God's enemy. It says, the nation's plot in vain And they say, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords. We feel that way. Isn't God's law feel like cords and chains against us? We love, we want to rebel against God's will. We want to say to ourselves, let's be free and burst God's law so we don't have to follow his rules. And that's in every one of us. The desire to sin. The desire to say to ourselves, it's really not right what he says. I can make my own way. I can be my own person. And God looks down on that. And that makes us enemies of him. And if you look at the psalm, Whoa, what does he do to the enemies? Breaks them with a rod of iron, shatters them like a potter's vessel. Isn't that, That's yikes. We see this as the way most of us human beings take care of our enemies. When there is an enemy, we try to destroy them. We can see it in the way our criminal justice system works. When someone becomes an enemy of society by breaking a law, do we go up and hug them? No. We send the police, people with guns, to go arrest them and put them in jail, and we hide them up and lock them away because you destroy an enemy, an enemy of society. We do the same thing when we fight terrorism. We go out and we don't love them and hug them and say, oh, I just wish you weren't, you weren't attacking us. We point guns at them. We send people all over the world to try to stop them. It's boots on the ground and rifles in hand to try to destroy the enemy. But how well does that work? How well do guns do to eliminate crime? How well do they do to take out terrorism forever? Well, we see it doesn't matter how many people you lock up or how many, how many terrorists are taken out There's always more. There's always more crime. Jesus takes a different approach. Jesus destroys his enemies in a very different way. He destroys his enemies by making them his people. And it happens, this destruction happens, because he changes them from enemy to friend. You can think about it like this. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod was started by German immigrants. They came in in the mid to early 1800s and settled down in Perry County, Missouri. And then over a while, they brought together all of these German-speaking peoples. And they were very clearly identified as Germans. So much so that for 60 years, their official business and their minutes were always recorded in German. They were very adamant, no English in here. In fact, when there was a a Lutheran synod, the English synod, which became the English district, the English synod wanted to join with the LCMS and they said, no, you should speak, you speak English, you can't come in with us. But that group was destroyed when in about World War II, we all started speaking English. They flipped over to minutes in English. And now, how many of us identify as Germans? I think there's only one person in the congregation who will do that, who actually came from Germany in 1950. The rest of us, we're just who we are, Americans that group, that identity, destroyed because we were changed into something else. That's what Jesus does to his enemies, to the people who broke those bonds. Instead of smashing them, he changes them by becoming one of them. The almighty and all-powerful God becomes a child. It becomes a human being. Now there's a classic story in literature about a prince who would come and he would dress himself up to be among the people. He would take off his crown and his royal robes and put on a peasant's shirt and clothes and ditch his horse and walk among the people looking exactly like them. And he would do it so he could figure out what they were thinking. That's something like what Jesus does except it's not a scouting mission. It's not something where he goes in and checks it out and then leaves and goes back to his throne. He becomes one of them his whole life. He leaves it all behind so he becomes a human being, so much so that he faces God's wrath. When God looks down on Jesus, he holds him in derision. He smashes him with a rod of iron on the cross. and that very same Jesus when he rises from the dead God looks on him in love and he says no 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 these people who are enemies they're now my people these people who were hostile to you they're now mine and because the king suffered for us that prince who became one of us He makes us friends of God. He makes us all his people who will be saved by Jesus Christ. That means enemies are destroyed by becoming friends. And this is what the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1. It says, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds... He is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Isn't it amazing that our King Jesus decides to do everything just the opposite of way of what we would expect? Instead of coming at his enemies, at us sinners with hostility, he comes to be one of us, to be God's enemy, so that we can be made one with him, so that we can have eternal life. This is the joy that we celebrate on this Christmas Day, that God makes us his through our King and Savior, Jesus. In his name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit ConcordiaBerwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little